When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of Baseball Family. Today we have changes in broadcast rights, rule changes, and WBC roster updates right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and I am here with our fearless captain, Mr. Brig is on my left. How are you this evening, Brig? I'm on the left. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> good, good. We are, are recording you? on a special uh, Valentine's Day Eve. Um, last year I took this off because it's on my birthday. This year it's on my birthday Eve. So yeah. I'm here, ready to go. But we have seen Brad happy birthday. So ready? One, two, three. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try and drag that out as long as you'd let me. All right, never mind. (laughs) Okay, so first things first. Football is over. The Super Bowl has happened. And that means the baseball is next. Pitchers and catchers will be reporting to spring training this week, which means that position players will be reporting later on this week. And if you live near spring training facility like i do head on over to the backfields and see some players and see some things going on or take your trip down to arizona or florida and go see some baseball players yeah so there we go it's going to be exciting i'm excited for this new season um this is the first full season we've i guess we had a full season in 2021 didn't we I mean, yeah. like we had a full season last year but it's like our full right first regular schedule season but this is the first time we've had a full season to go off regularly scheduled with fans since 2019 i know that's crazy and it happens to fall with competition because it of was the world baseball classic oh yeah which is yep. bizarre so <laughs> so it's another weird weird thing yeah it is yeah it is very weird but i'm very happy about it very excited so get your tickets to your game i already have tickets to your spring training game break oh that's awesome yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited about it. Okay. I'm excited for you. So now the, the baseball season is getting ready to start. Here's something that's interesting that's happening. Uh, there's been a lot of news about the about Diamond, the company that owns the Bally Sports Networks, has filed for bankruptcy. Now, what does that mean for baseball, Brig? Well, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what that means for baseball. <laughs> what Did that you know if you means. were asking me? Or... <laughs> I'm going to answer my question for me. Okay. Cool. Uh, but anyway, what that means is that those teams who were, A, getting money from Bally, and B, were having their games broadcast, they don't have anywhere for that to go, right? They don't have the money coming in, which is a huge problem. That is a significant problem that baseball Correct. doesn't have the money coming in. However, Major League Baseball has said that they are prepared to take over the local broadcasts. Oh, that could be huge. It could be huge with a capital U. Yeah, like, absolutely. Huge. Yes. <laughs> so real quick, these are the teams that had their 
games broadcast by Bally. It was Arizona, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, uh, the Anaheim, or sorry, the LA Angels, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, St. Louis, San Diego, Tampa Bay, and the Texas Rangers. All were on Bally Networks. So what that means is that if Major League Baseball takes those over, then those games will have to be streamed or played somewhere, right? Right. Gonna have to stream them on MLB TV, which means no blackouts because they don't have the broadcast restrictions. Yes, boom! This is the boom. first step in the right direction, Brig. Yeah, like it's like unfortunate that the company went over, and that's a lot of money. It's like a billion dollars that Major League Baseball is missing out on. But yeah. this is a huge step in the right direction for baseball and baseball fans because our friend Zip, he, I've talked to him about this. He's like, I'm trying to put money in Rob Manfred's pocket, but he won't let me. That's right. Yeah. Well, and you talked about the implications financially for all these teams. Atlanta is going to suffer arguably the least, Mm -hmm. but the rest of these are small to mid-market teams. And some of them really, really need that broadcast revenue really bad. Right. So if Major League Baseball takes over, I don't know what they're going to do without increasing the cost of MLB TV. And that we're going to see maybe trickle down. Obviously, it's not going to be enough to make up, or probably, because they're not going to bump it more than uh, you know ten bucks or whatever. Right. If they yeah. do, we'll have a different problem to be discussing shortly. But it, that's I'm trying to decide like where is the financial puzzle piece going to start? You know, how are they going to do that? And I don't know. Well, I'm worried. One thing you do have to think about, though, is that they're going to automatically get more subscribers. Is that MLB TV will automatically get more subscribers because all the people who live around where I live who didn't have MLB TV because they're like, well, why would I? I can't watch the Diamondbacks on it. I have right. it because I can watch the Mariners, right? Yeah. But now, like, so many people I know around here are going to be like, yeah, I'll get MLB TV. Now, not only can I watch the Diamondbacks, but I can watch every team, right? right? Or just get the single team package so they can just watch the Diamondbacks. Like, that's fine totally. too. But MLB TV subscriptions are going to go up. They're going to go up. It has to. And I think, and I think that is one way that this is really going to help. And then they've got to, you know, obviously figure out some rev sharing process with that they can disperse some of this money to those teams so they can use that. But anyway, no, I think this is a huge step in the right direction. Though I think that we're going to see some dominoes start to fall. That this was almost like a necessary evil. This had to happen for the problem yeah. to be fixed eventually. I agree. And we're all going to have to deal with some of the lesser of the evils for a while. And I think an increased subscription cost could be part of that, very likely. But there will probably be other hidden or unforeseen consequences of this that are going to have to trickle down to our level at the fans. But Mm -hmm. I bet if we suck it up a little bit, it is better in the long run. Right. And and it's interesting, though, because like we we talk about. Uh, we've talked before about how uh, some of the owners kind of need to take a hit or some of the players kind of need to take a hit for the for the betterment of the rest of the league. Yeah, As really fans, game, yeah. we almost need to take a hit of like, okay, MLB TV is going to be a little bit more expensive, but it's so that other people can watch it too. So I guess we kind of yeah. have to, I don't know. Take our own medicine? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. we're Take our own medicine. <laughs> we could do that. We yeah. could do that. I'll carry yeah. that banner for a little while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, but I, like I'm I said, excited I about Atlanta fans because yeah. all the way down here, there's this huge, like the entire southeast region is dominated by Braves broadcast, and so yeah. for like two or three states over in any of the cardinal directions. Well, the Kansas South, City fans, Kansas City fans, same. gotta be like, gotta be loving this, right? Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, it's going to yeah. be a big deal. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. All right. In other news, speaking of TV broadcasting, uh, Derek Jeter. Did you hear this, Brig? This was pretty oh, recent. I heard about this yeah. tonight. Derek Jeter is going to be joining MLB on Fox starting this season. As yep. a Derek Jeter and Yankee fan, how do you feel about this, Brig? Uh, there's a meme of Jonah Hill going like this. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Although I will say that the for those of you listening, that was my very excited face. Um, and I was spinning around. For those of you uh, that watched the the announcement that they made when they brought Derek Jeter onto the um, onto the floor and he was given the little jersey, it was uh, a Rod was there, and so it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between the two of them working together um, because they let a Rod present Derek with the jersey. It's a pinstripe jersey. It's got the Fox logo where the Yankees logo would be. It's got the number two on the back. It was pretty classy overall. However. Um, you could feel there was a certain amount of like, I don't know. I don't was know. Was there a little bit of tension? I thought there was. and I, But I can't decide if I was building that up in my mind because I'm so familiar with the history or if it was genuinely there. I'm totally willing to accept that I was the one projecting that onto the situation. And <laughs> I'm also willing to accept that there was some tension there. <laughs> I don't know. We want there to be tension. That makes for really good TV. There's tension we in the broadcast. Like, we do. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. Could you imagine them sitting there and just like the backhanded compliment or comments that Derek yeah. Jeter's making in A-Rod's direction just because he's not oh, the consummate man. TV professional that A-Rod's been over the last few years? <laughs> exactly. It's going to be interesting to see because A-Rod really has filled that role and has done a terrific job for the most part. I know a lot of guys and gals hate him. A lot of the fans just hate him because they like to hate him but he's he's a great analyst like let's oh, his insights into the game are really smart Re- yeah yeah really insightful yeah his baseball um, iq is fun to listen one to. thing that i'm looking forward to is uh not having the polished interview Derek jeter right. hopefully we get to see a different side of him i want to see him maybe lay into some guys be brutally yeah. honest about some people maybe even some people who he knows and is like good friends with because that's one thing they talk about um, like on Dan Patrick, they talk about this all the time. Like guys have a hard time or don't want to go into the booth. They don't want to go into broadcasting because they don't want to criticize their friends. Right. Right. Or yeah. like they have former coaches and they're like, I still have a really good relationship with him. I can't criticize him. It's like, well, you got to be honest. Right. You can't sugarcoat it. And so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, I want to hear some things that Derek Jeter has to say about people who are in the league. Maybe people he's known and just be like, you know, that guy doesn't work hard at all that's why he's struggling it's like oh right. shoot because <laughs> he would i think if you took the gloves off that's the kind of thing he would say yeah and he would be really flat like that just like i don't know he doesn't work hard he never has maybe it's still happening i don't know yeah. <laughs> and i think that would be super interesting it'd be interesting to hear him talk about um his former teammates like if girardi showed up on the scene and he had to you know analyze this game in progress and girardi's making weird decisions if he's like come on joe Come on, man. Like, what's going on? Or somebody he traded in, in Miami, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why we traded him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh that would Yelich, be interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I Either way, I'm excited about it. Obviously, the more Jeter I get, the better I feel. Right. Um, but that's my homer pick, so it's not a big yeah. deal. Uh, yeah. It's great. It'll be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, going away from TV, but to the front office... Carlos Beltran is back in baseball, not in the booth. We thought maybe he was because he was doing games for the Yankees, right? Yeah. We thought maybe he was kind of 
in line to get a job with the Yankees, but he's back with the Mets. Back with he's the in the Mets. front office. He is assistant to the GM, not assistant GM. He's assistant to the GM. Right. Yeah, he sure he's is. There. Yeah. yeah. He's going to so, get a mustard color shirt too. Is he? He better. He has to. Maybe some glasses <laughs> grow out his hair a little bit. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's like me, he can't. He's gonna get yeah, too. it's not gonna happen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this hire, Brig? I think it's I think it's a good move. I think yeah, I think honestly he deserves to be there. You know, he's done his time for the crime, everything. So yeah, what? that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and it I mean, if the Yankees weren't gonna give him a, a better opportunity than which I think is kind of sad. And I think the Mets the the Mets are in a position, at least they're behaving as though they'll do whatever it takes. They don't care anymore. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So I mean, what short of maybe just a couple of bullet points on that resume that are a little poo-poo, uh, short of anything egregious, I think they'll mm-hmm. pull you in if they think you can help. I think so too. I think that Cohen is all is he's all about winning. He doesn't care what it's gonna yeah. take. Yeah, like, are you gonna cheat? Mm, maybe not just because we'll get in trouble and it'll be tainted. Yeah, yeah. Well, no asterisk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll bring in guys think... who have, but we don't I want think... you doing it while we're here. Maybe. I think it's a baseball IQ thing. I think it's a personnel mm-hmm. management and camaraderie cohesion thing. I think uh he's gonna pull a lot of guys from the Latin world uh under his wing and is gonna be a great influence there. And I want to see the impact that this has on, you know, their downline, like like all their uh, international signings and recruiting and scouting processes and stuff like that. Like that, that's going to be interesting. I don't know what his official title or workload is. Obviously, we don't have that information, but right, I can yeah. see them these things rippling out. Yeah, it it definitely could. I think that there will be some kind of impact felt, at least in the clubhouse. The very least, yeah. if, because he's going to have access to the clubhouse, he can go in there and he can yuck it up with everybody. And from what I understand, everybody likes the guy. Yeah, that's all I know. So, Unless he's broadcasting, and then there's a lot of hate. Well, nobody likes broadcasters, so especially this is the thing that drives me crazy: is that the the player is there for the fans, but right. the fans hate all the former players. <laughs> like, what's he doing? He's not bringing anything. It's like he's actually bringing a lot <laughs> to it, but he's not polishing yeah. the world of broadcasting, so it doesn't sound the way that the other guy does. So. That's you know, you like. I got to I got to go with the Homer pick again and tell you there are two exceptions to that rule and the premier exception is David Cohn. Well, yeah. Paul He's O'Neill kind of does a, a great job. Speaker anyway though. Yeah. Paul O'Neill does a pretty good job. He's got some verbal tics that kind of drive me crazy, but the <laughs> uh and they're the same every time, so I know when they're coming and I kind of tune them out. Yeah. But David Cohn, he literally David Cohn has not once let me down in the booth. Not one time have mm-hmm. I been disappointed in anything he has said. Yeah. You know, the one one of the guys I like a lot, I like Mike Blowers. Mike Blowers yeah. does a great job for the Mariners. Dan Wilson does a really good job, but also I'm a huge Dan Wilson fan, so I'm kind of like biased in that. Sure. But he brings a lot of really good insight. And it's funny because if you talk to most, I don't know about most, but a lot of Mariners fans, you would think that the players should be doing the entire broadcast, should be doing the play-by-play, and that some of the broadcasters like a lot of people don't like dave sims really i think he's fun though he's great yeah I think he's yeah great. and like and, and this is the thing that i think people don't like about him is that he messes up names and stuff a lot yeah <laughs> but i'm just like he's old first off also the season is really long like you gotta forgive yeah. that stuff in baseball especially I feel right like, so 
anyway, that's what uh, old boy John Sterling does. He just gives them nicknames. I don't. So he doesn't have to worry <laughs> well, about it not? anymore. <laughs> why not? So Nobody funny. cares. No, he, you, he's like, this, no, is no, no, no. this is the thing. You're watching the game. You know who he's talking about. Yeah. Right. Forget it. Like, who cares? Yeah. I was in a class one time and my, and my professor was talking. He was <laughs> talking about how he's like, is that a football game? And the guy in the, in the, in the booth, instead of just saying, cause he's like, instead of just saying tackled for 10 yard loss, you know, second and 20, whatever, you know, he's like, he was given a play by play. Like, Oh, he's in pursuit in the backfield or he hands it off. He's like, I'm sitting here watching the game. I can see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know, It's, like, it's kind of yeah. how I feel about TV. It's like, I can see what's happening. I don't really need a whole lot of play by play. Right. You know? No, I need but, commentary. I need color. Yeah, like how did that happen? Well, what was he doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's funny. I digress. Anywho, <laughs> so I don't want to talk about arbitration because we've been talking about it a lot lately, but I do want to talk about two guys and their arbitration cases. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about Kyle Tucker and Max Freed. Okay. Both guys went into arbitration, both guys lost. Right. Okay. We've been talking about how we don't like arbitration. It's a flawed system. Bobachette said the exact same thing. Yep. Said that it's bad for the game. And I Everybody I full I fully agree with him. It's it's absurd. But this is what happened with Kyle Tucker and Max Free. Kyle Tucker went in and said that he wanted seven and a half million dollars. The Astros came in and said, No, we're gonna give you five. So after arbitration, he leaves getting five million dollars. Right. Max Freeze says, I want 15. The Braves say, no, we're going to give you 13.5. Arbitration, he leaves getting 13.5. Brig, what are these teams doing? Kyle Tucker, I feel like, could be <laughs> yeah. a freaking MVP candidate every yeah. year, just about. Yeah. The dude doesn't miss games. He's clutch no. as all get out, ice in his veins. He comes through every time they need him to. I don't think he's every ever committed an error that I've seen. Like he. It would be hard to find one, probably. The dude's yeah. a killer. I'm a look. Like, straight I'm up. A look. And Max Freed is an outstanding pitcher. He's an all-star. And they're going to be like, no, we're going to go down a million and a half. 13 and a half is the best we can do. No, like, what are these teams doing with these guys? That's what Blows. kills me, is how narrow the margin is. And you got guys like that, that you want to keep happy. Where morale, you know, is a factor. Duh. Yeah. Why would you do anything short of something outside your value system to make these guys against you, turn them against you at all? Now, I, I realize that you don't get to be in that position of authority in terms of money without pinching pennies and being frugal. Right. Like, yeah. I get that. But there's got to be there has to be a time where the juice is worth the squeeze on sucking it up for what amounts to be. A, a very small amount of money in the ballpark we're talking. <laughs> Grand scheme of things, yeah. Like, especially freed with a million and a half dollars, thirteen five to fifteen. Come on now. Even like, two and a half with Tucker. Right. And and I can see, like, relatively speaking, like that's like half of what they're getting on top of it, you know, or what he's getting on top of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, though, two and a half million dollars for a guy like Kyle Tucker with the amount of production he gives you is not that much money. He's giving you way more than five million dollars in production. You're being cheap. And I worry. I don't know if I worry too much with Tucker because I would love to see him leave and maybe come to Seattle. Um, 
That'd be great. But sometimes I do. I wonder like how much of the relationship is fractured because I remember we talked about that before. I think it was Derek Jeter said that it's never, it was never the same after his yeah, arbitration. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so weird to me and it is so bad. It is so bad for it all. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating as a fan to watch teams be, it's not even frugal. It's cheap, <laughs> you know, you so. want to know how many errors Kyle Tucker has committed. I would love to know across five seasons. <laughs> how many? Twenty across five seasons. Five seasons. Four, so four in, a year in the outfield is not bad. In 2018, there were two. In 20 how many did, or okay, four. I mean, four in in 2018 there were four. In 2019 there were one, two. 2020 there were three. Four, four in 2020. Looks like there were 12 in 21. I don't know what happened there. It was a rough year. Guy could have it and down then, here. And then there were, uh, oh, between general outfield and right field, there's 16 in 22. Oh, dang. Maybe that's what they're seeing. Maybe they feel like his, his fielding is digressing, but his offense has been improving, Power. hasn't it? Yeah, but he's also yeah. playing more games progressively every year. There you go. That's what yeah. that's what's happening is he's getting way more time in the field. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's getting robbed. But anyway, we talked about Bobachet totally a little bit. Robbed. Uh about he's how how he feels about arbitration. Well, he's not gonna have to deal with it because he got a three year deal worth thirty three point six million dollars that's gonna buy out his arbitration years. He'll be set till free agency um do you feel like brig once free agency comes do you think that the blue jays are going to be able to keep all these guys together not all of them no way do you you, i don't know um because kevin biggio hasn't turned out to be quite the guy we thought he was going to be like he's he's still fine right yeah he's not he's not not vladimir guerrero jr so in that order right (laughs) That's how the ranking works too. I yeah. know, and it's crazy because Bobachet's so dang good. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious who's going to be the odd man out. I think that they are eventually going to have to um, extend both Bichette and Vladdy. Here's what I think is going to happen: if the Blue Jays are able to piece together some terrific seasons between now and that three year mark, between now and those guys making free agency, and they're either succeeding or really close to that finish line then those guys could be Blue Jays forever. But if the ship begins to sink over the next two or three years and things go sideways, then they'll never be Blue Jays again. Except for Vlad. I'll bet they keep him forever. They could. I'll try to. Yeah. I can see a bidding war for Guerrero. But I think Bichette walks. If If the Blue Jays take a dive over the next couple seasons, Bichette's gone. Um and then Vlad, they're going to give him a bag no matter what happens. That's my prediction. I like that prediction. That's good. I wonder if they would trade Bichette two years into this deal if things start to go sideways. Yeah, I could see that. Because that's a pretty friendly but deal, and somebody buys an expiring contract, he could really contribute for somebody. For yeah, the last and year. then it's a prove-yourself year for whoever he pick, gets picked up by, and then, you know, Shamalama Ding Dong, now he's getting a bag <laughs> yeah, by right. the team that picked him up. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about new rules coming into the 2023 season. Welcome, baseball family. We are back, and we have some new rules going into the 2023 season for Major League Baseball. It is exciting to have something to be very upset about. So we're going to get into... (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you say that's pretty accurate there, Brad? Some of it's great. It depends on the rule. Yeah, some of it's great. Some of it I continue to be irate about. I've only had about 24 hours to be as angry as I am right now. And by the time this comes out, it will be at a clean 40 hours or so. And yeah. so uh, here we go. Even this, though you said, I'll, hold on. I, I do think you sound pretty zen with all this stuff right now, though. Or is just, that why you had? Is that why you centered yourself? Yeah, before? that's why I centered my okay. chi. But bro, did you see? You saw <laughs> that? I saw. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I pay yeah, attention. Well, good, outstanding. <laughs> the video helps. Okay. <laughs> you learn a lot in life. Okay. Anyway, baseball family. New rules for the season have been announced. Some of them will be permanent. Some of them are being tested. We don't know all the way how they're going to fall. But with that being said, the first one that we should celebrate and beginning on a very, very high note is that there will be no more shift. The shift is gone for this year. Yes. Yes. The stipulated rules are two infielders are required to be on either side of second base like it's supposed to be right Uh, and all infielders must be within the outer boundary of the infield which means on the dirt when the pitcher is on the rubber right and we're back yeah (laughs) it is interesting though because somebody brought up at the end of last season like right when the season ended somebody said no more shift but think about this for a minute i can't remember who it was who said this like Mm -hmm. not every infield has the same dimensions Right of the dirt, but that's a whole lot different than like if you had all your outfielders and you wanted to spread them out to the warning track, that's not going to be uniform across the league either, right? So, I guess it's, I guess it doesn't really, it's fine, you know, because it is what it is, it's going to be fine, but yeah, for me, it's a dimensionality thing, it's a, it's a, it's like zones. I don't know. I just like it. I like it because I'm old school, but I also like it because it's going to benefit certain players' careers. Um, I like it because it's going to probably, hopefully, reinvigorate small ball and give us a mm-hmm. much more consistent, um, like, bang-bang plays, and dragging a bunt, and this kind of stuff that I think makes baseball far more interesting and exciting uh, right. when launch angle isn't the only way to win. Yeah. So. The th- the thing I like about it though is that like everybody used to be like, just hit the ball the other direction, other direction, right? Just hit the other direction. Right. Learn how to hit the it's ball. Like, yeah, yeah. Now I guarantee you, every single one of these guys growing up knew how to hit the ball the other direction. Yeah. In high school, they could spray across the entire field. That's why a lot of them hit four fifty, five hundred, or whatever in high school. But yeah. you get into the major leagues, it's hard to hit major league base, major league pitching, right? Yeah, right. Much less like hit it directionally. Guys like Ichiro are an anomaly. Guys who can do that. And like, I understand it's like, well, they used to teach it. Yeah, well, baseball was different back then. 
It was. The babe used to also live off of beer and hot dogs, but we've also found that that's not conducive to a long and healthy career <laughs> in the current status of like the current game, right? Like, Yeah, I don't know if I believe you, but yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Your rhetorical <laughs> goals are being supported right now. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I just feel like it's like, okay, the game has changed. Yeah. Players are hitting differently. You're more entertained different. when they make contact, right? So yeah. there we Duh. go. They're doing something right. So Give him a break about hitting the ball the other direction. Some guys were bunting down the line for a double. That was very exciting, but it didn't happen all the time because teams were still willing to give that up. Yeah. Well, and it sucks when the defense doesn't care. Like, it's yeah. one thing to sit in and analyze and, and bash the guy at the plate. But if you focus on the defense and how lazy they are when the shift doesn't go their way, it's absurd. It drives me nuts. When you watch a third baseman looking to his left and a shortstop who's supposed to be there looking to his right. And there's nine or, you know, 19 feet of dirt <laughs> between the two of them or more. And there's a huge gap. You can drive a semi truck through the hole and they just sit there and stare at the outfielder. Like, go get it, bro. Yeah. It's like nobody, that is not even fun to watch it. The whole energy right. kind of like it's ruined. Look, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. The like balls down the line, like down the third base line when the infield is shifted all the way over, you know, like yeah, everybody's jogging to the ball. Like, well, it's they're conceding the double. I understand conceding the double, but at the same time, they'll like make it look like you're trying not to let him get get a triple. Yeah, no, it's bad. But anyway, but I hate this. It. Also, feels a lot more like the rule that's been in place since the beginning of time, where all position players except for the catcher, of course, have to be in fair territory with the pitch. Yeah. So it, I think the logic behind it makes sense. So I think, it's, I, agree. I think it's good. I think it's a good rule. I like it. I'm excited about it. Uh, moving on, the pitch clock has made its way to Major League Baseball. It has passed the AAA review, and it will now be in used in Major League Baseball. And there are some stipulations about it. Um, so for those of you wondering, here's how it goes. With no runners on, the pitcher will have 15 seconds to throw the pitch if there's a runner on he has 20 seconds to execute the pitch right and that's i like that they did a variation situationally right it makes sense yeah i i thought that was that was pretty forward thinking and it shows that they're like this is one very small but i think very important piece of evidence that they that they care Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like Major League Baseball gets a lot of guff about not caring about the game and not rep like representing it well or respecting it or whatever. And I think this is a great indication that they do care, that they are paying attention, that they're taking things very in a very thoughtful direction. Um, right. Not always, but in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is one thing. This is one thing that. Um, I feel like, like initially when I heard about the pitch clock, I was like, that's stupid. That's a terrible idea. You can't, you can't, can't put a clock on pitchers. Right. Maybe. And there's yeah. a couple things with this. First off, like basketball is better with a shot clock for sure. So much better with a shot clock. Football is better with a play clock, right? Way better. Yeah. Why wouldn't baseball be better with a pitch clock? It's not a clock yeah. on the game, but it's a pitch mm -hmm. clock. And and this is my only thing is that like it depends on how it's enforced. If it's enforced like the shot clock in basketball, I'm not gonna like that. But if it's enforced like the play clock in football, I'm absolutely okay with that because 
I heard earlier this year on an interview, a referee specifically said, it was last year. Anyway, that's not important. The referee specifically said, NFL referee said, what we're supposed to do is watch the play clock, and then when it gets to zero, then we look to see if the offense is working towards getting the ball in play. If they're not, it's a delay right. of game. But if, if like you can see that they're getting ready to snap the ball in the next half a second, it's not a violation. And I yeah. think that's fine too, is that if the pitcher is set and he looks like he's getting ready to lift up his leg and that clock has been down for a half a second, don't, it's not a violation. Right. You know? Be yeah, a little bit more loosey-goosey with it. Enforce it, but be a little loose with it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So violations on the pitch clock are are thus. If a pitcher violates the pitch clock, the it's an automatic ball in the count. If the batter violates the pitch clock at, by being out of the box or whatever, then it's an automatic strike. That's how they're going to tally it up. I think it's important to have consequences. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can't institute a rule without instituting a consequence. Um, I, I don't love that it's impacting the count. I don't know where else you would do it. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I don't know why I don't love it. And, and it's going to be normalized very quickly. We're all going to get over it. And, and I see that being just fine, but right now it does leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not sure why. And this is, yeah, it, it's hard because it would be really hard on a full count and the pitcher takes a little bit too long and then he's walked. You know, or the batter takes a little bit too long and he's out. Yeah. You know, like I can see that being a problem. But yeah, it's like you said, where else would you enforce it? You I think that a balk with runners on base would be too much. Too much. Too yeah. Pulling a runner out, that's way too harsh. Yeah. Right. So there's not a whole lot you can do as far as far as like any way else. The ball and the strike makes sense. Is it a little bit harsh? Probably, but in basketball, you lose possession of the ball. In right. football, you lose five yards. Yeah. A little yeah, bit harsh, I know. Maybe. I, I'm them's, saying them's the rules. Uh, yeah, and and it will. I I promise you, this is going to get normalized unless it yeah. gets violated all the time. I if think we're going to see a lot in spring training. We I are think guys are still going to be getting used to it, and we're going to see a lot of violations in spring training. Yeah, it's going to be really frustrating. But by the time they get to the games, I think that they'll be fine. You think so? You don't yeah. think it's going to stretch into June? maybe a little bit, but it's not going to be rampant. Okay. Especially guys See, who have dealt with it in the minor leagues the last few years. Yeah, no that's deal. true. That's a great point. See, okay, so that I'm means maybe about, some teams will be, it'll be harder for some teams than others. <laughs> I think you're right because of all the, the old school guys. I, what I'm worried about though, is when we get to playoff race time in September mm. and the pressure's up and, They've called new guys up to fill holes or developmentally they're they're ready, whatever it is like that. That's what I'm worried about when the pressure's really on and the stakes are high. So I, I wonder if they should take the pitch clock out for playoff games. I don't know. No, I don't think so. But no, because it's like it's like we just talked about, though, like guys come up developmentally in June, July, even August. They're yeah. going to have dealt with it. You're right. This year, last year, maybe the year before, you know, whenever say that they were drafted in 2019 and they come up this year, they've been dealing with it ever since. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Ah, I'm just nervous, Brad. I think it's the problem. We're always nervous with rule changes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just the trepidation is real, but that's okay. All right, let's stay with pitching. Pitchers will now have the opportunity to call their own pitches by using pitch comp but in reverse 
rather than having the catcher press a couple of buttons and send the signal to the pitcher's cap, which we've seen, now the pitchers are able to wear a wristband and call their own pitches. I think this is brilliant. I think it's awesome because I've heard of pitchers actually working out a set of signals with the catcher that the pitcher would send the, the catcher a signal. And then it was almost like a confirmation of like, is this what you, you said? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the catchers have had an earpiece this whole time. Right. Right. To make sure that the signal goes through, that it goes through the right thing that they, that they sent. So really all it is, is just give the pitcher his pitch com wristband and you're yeah. set to go. Yeah. So I totally agree. I think this is great. I think there are a lot of pitchers who want to be in charge, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I like pitchers that want to be in charge. Like it's old school and that's where I land. So, well, I don't think it's old. I think it's newer school than what we give it credit for because you tr- traditionally it's a catcher call in the game or the manager yeah. signaling to the catcher. Right. Cause that's what I was told yeah. growing up was that you're calling the game. Okay. Yeah. But not back as far as like, uh, like Nolan Ryan and that like well, the Nolan were, Ryan it's easy one yeah you're right <laughs> yeah well, number one baseball. but who was Brady calling Heaton. the games for David Cohn for instance was he he was picking his own Probably pitches Jorge right Posada. you think so yeah I think I think Posada and Girardi were calling the game for him yeah Posada for sure I don't know we might need know, to go back and read his book again because I think he mentions it in there I think he did I, what I, a think, great I don't think he was calling his pitches though Hmm. Call him up, Brig. Let's find out. Yeah, I'll call Dave. I'll call Coney. <laughs> It'll be great. We'll get him on the show. He's been reluctant up to this point. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the tipping point. He's just, yeah. I'll be like, dude, Coney, come on, man. We got to have this chat. All right. We might as well record it. We're going to talk about it anyway. That's right. Yeah, I'll call him. All right. Yeah. So the bases, the next new rule is the bases have uh, gotten bigger. Instead of being 15 inches square, they're now 18 inches square. Um, the base paths, if you accumulate that and shorten it on both sides, they're four and a half inches shorter. It's no longer 90 feet. And that, if you frame it that way, it hurts. But if you think it's 90 about it, feet to the center of the bag, still center of the bag to center up. of the bag, your foul line <laughs> to the center of the second base bag is still 90 feet. No, no, they, they moved it. <laughs> No, those they are the arguments. Give you a geometry lesson if they are, those are the, I'm just saying those are the arguments I've heard. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> no, I'm so this is this is one thing I think is funny. Like looking at this, is that I'm going to make the same joke I made. What was it? Three years ago when we started doing this show, and this was being kicked around as an idea. You're not going to notice a difference in the size of the bases. They're not going to look like pillows compared right. to what we had before. Right. Looking at no. them right next to each other, it is a stark difference. But seeing them on the field, they're not going to look enormous. It's no. fine. They're going to no. try to steal more bases. That's what it. it is. That's what it is. More small ball, more aggressive base running. It's going to be great. Still 90 feet. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Mr. Bradman. It's geometry big. It's, it's simple geometry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's that. New position player pitching rule. No longer. Just kidding. Used to be, uh, it used to be that you could uh, throw a position player out there on the mound if there was a six-run differential at any point in the game, and you could pick pretty much whatever you wanted. It didn't matter who. You could bring Brett Phillips in, and he could throw the ball or whatever. It didn't matter. Anthony Rizzo could trot over from first base. Uh, <laughs> that'd be fine. Yep. Even Albert Pujols can throw a pitch, <laughs> and Yadi Molina. 
and Yachty Molina. Oh, that was epic. Anyway, now you cannot use a position player to pitch unless the team with the lead must have a 10-run lead in the ninth. So it has to be in the ninth inning. The trailing team must have an eight-run deficit in any point. So depending on the situation, it's a little more clear-cut. Um, I'm wondering whether or not you're going to have to designate guys eligible. Why did why did that not make it into the stipulations? Right, because they they kicked that around right like right before yeah. COVID hit in 2020. I remember we were talking about this, and uh, with COVID, they're kind of like, well, we can't do that because we're limited. So sure. throw that by the wayside. Maybe shelve it. I think what they did is I think they revisited it, and they were like, well, we you can't really do that because what if a guy has already come out of the game because it's a blowout or what if a guy is hurt you know i think they're just like yeah. you can throw anybody but it, i think it got a little out of control the last two years honestly it did we have position totally players did. pitching all the time i was at the first the third game of the season the padres and the diamondbacks third game of the season and there was a position player pitching in that game yeah. like that's really early in the season to have a position player like, out yeah, there. yeah 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 so I think that I think what it was they were just over the top with the last year and they're trying to reel it in a little bit yeah. and have these other stipulations, especially the team leading. Like I think that makes sense. Like you can't throw a guy out there unless you've got a massive lead the ninth inning and this game is essentially over. But even then, though, like we've seen crazier things happen than that. For sure. Well, and I think that's I like those anomalies. I think they're fun, obviously. But um it's this is the closest thing to a mercy rule we've ever seen, and right. that feels progressive, right? That feels yeah. like like they're trying. And we, I mean, you got to spare the arms. You just have to because guys are some, start, at some point. Yeah, the, the, the surgeries and the injuries and stuff. Those are those are real and they impact everything. So yeah, I don't know. Well, and you you don't usually see the the team that's up using the position player though. I feel like. Just yeah, because no. teams can still come back because because momentum is such a dangerous thing, right? It's that if fickle. you have yeah. if you have a position player out there and you have some guys that are like, let's wait on it and crush some balls and we'll cut into this lead a little bit. You cut a ten run lead down to six. That feels like a steamroller sometimes. It so, it can. It really I don't can. think we're gonna see that so much as the eight run deficit is gonna be the change instead of six. Because I think the the Dodgers threw somebody out there when there was like when they were down like seven. In the sixth yeah. inning or something like that. Yeah, the sixth inning. Yeah, the, see, that's crazy to me. Because yeah. then you're just giving up. You're just yeah, exactly. at that point. You might as well go home, and that's yeah. not fun no, for anybody. Yeah. Yep, so I'd keeping it competitive with this, keeping it competitive is is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wonder what they're going to do with bullpen depth, though. If they're ever going to add another seat. Or well, they did a couple years ago. Remember, they went from twenty five to twenty six, and that right. gave them an opportunity to bring in one more guy. And then when they started the season with twenty eight, you know, one of the things is like one of those guys could be a pitcher. Yeah. So, I I think that they're just going to keep things the way that they are as far as limiting yeah. the bullpen because I think if you're like you have twenty six guys, it doesn't matter how many are pitchers are like, well, let's see here, we need ten really on the field. Yeah. So let's go sixteen <laughs> pitchers. No depth on the bench. We don't need it. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. One of those pitchers can play first base. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say get get a bullpen, get a guy in the bullpen who's really athletic. We can put him yeah. in first base if we need to. But yeah, we awesome. just want arms. That's all we want. All right, the last thing, and we've saved this for last because uh, it's just 
going to hurt everybody's feelings. But the Ghost Runner in extra innings is now permanent. Not just through the 23 season, but forever permanent. Yeah. They're keeping it. through, And this is a regular season thing, by the way. Right, Keep that yeah. in mind. It's still going away during the postseason and everything. And this is my only it's problem with it. It's like, I understand the purpose of the, of the Ghost Runner. I absolutely understand okay. that. I love that some people, by the way, call it the Manfred Man. But <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> don't do it in the 10th inning. Go play a couple innings, maybe after the 12th 12, 13, or in the 12th. Yeah. Don't do it in the 10th inning. That's too soon for I me. I agree. Just because it, it feels weird. Um, it, you know, kind of how you like swallow sometimes, you get like a little crumb stuck in your throat. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. Oh, really? Yeah. See, for me, it's more like cool. a energy drink down the wrong tube. Like mm, drowning. Yeah. Like drowning in fizzy, citrusy <laughs> gasoline that makes me want to just. You and I drink different kind of energy drinks. <laughs> I don't know what you're drinking. Mine are great. I feel great. I feel great all the time. Great. I feel grand. I feel wonderful. I feel great. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, that's what it feels to me. It's like, it's just awful. And I hate it. And I'll never, I don't, well, I won't say never. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't think I'll ever get over it. I doubt that it will ever not be an awful, ugly, bitter blech, taste in my mouth. I'm curious how long it's going to be until I forget, like, not forget that they didn't do it, but for like, I guess it will like, remember that it's a thing because yeah. I still forget every every single game. And when it goes into extras, like, what's that? Oh yeah, that's right. I remember. Oh yeah, sorry, the man for the how, man. How'd he? Oh, they put him there. Okay, I yeah. understand. Yep. No, it's I, okay. I'm done. Anyway, all right, baseball family. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about World Baseball Classic. The rosters are finalized in just a minute. Welcome back, baseball family. The World Baseball Classic rosters have been released. We're very excited because that means it's coming up, which means that we get to go to a game because that's what we're gonna do. If you're there uh, in Phoenix at the U.S. versus England game, come find us. We would love to say hello. Anyway, correct. we wanted to go down some of the rosters. Let's start first with, we're going to start with Pool C with the United States. Okay, okay. this is what we have. This is as of um, four days ago, so that would have been the uh, the 9th, February the 9th. Yeah. Okay, because we, we do know there's been a couple changes. We'll get there when we get there. Catching, we have JT Realmuto, Will Smith, and Kyle Higashioka. First base, Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt. Second, boy, second base, only Jeff McNeil. Third base, Nolan Arenado, Bobby Witt Jr. Shortstop, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner. Outfield, Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Schwaba. Schwaba! Um, as far as pitching goes, we know as of today that Nestor Cortez is not going to be on the roster because he has a hamstring issue, which is a bummer. I was looking forward to maybe having a chance to get to see him, but no kidding. I don't think it was meant to be. But anyway, other than him, we will have Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, Nick Martinez, Miles Mikolas, Brady Singer, Adam Wainwright, Lance Lynn, Jason Adam, Daniel Bard. David Bednar, David Kendall Raymond, 
<laughs> Kendall Graveman, Adam Ottavino, Ryan Presley, Brooks Raley, and Devin Williams. That roster is stacked. It is filthy. I don't there is legitimately one team in this field that I think can compete with that, and we will get there. Yeah. And it's not Great Britain. Definitely not. Go ahead with Canada. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna do Canada. Okay, position players in on the Canadian team. Bo Naylor, who plays for Cleveland. Andrew Yerzy, who's a catcher. He doesn't play anywhere. Um, except for the Canadian team. I'm just kidding. They have three catchers there carrying Bo Naylor, Andrew Yerzy, Kellen Deglin. First base, Frederick Freeman. I'm honestly confu- a little confused by that. Sorry, totally. Go ahead. No, I'm totally confused. Uh, he just didn't get an invite by Team USA, so he decided to go back to his great, 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 great grandfather or whatever is allowed, and that's how he got on the Canadian And I think team. he could have gone two more if he needed to, based on the it's, rules. It's like a billion degrees yeah. or whatever. Anyway, they're, and then they're carrying a number of non-specified infielders that are interchangeable. Uh, Abraham Toro, Otto Lopez, Eduardo Julian, and... Demino Palmegiani. Pretty sure I got that right. Then they're going to do outfielders in no particular order. Tyler O'Neill, Owen Casey, Jared Young, Denzel Clark, Jacob Robinson. All of the Robeson. infielders and outfielders, or sorry, Robson. All of the infielders and outfielders are currently on Major League Baseball rosters. Except for those two catchers. The two backup catchers are not. Yeah, I said all of the infield and outfield. But yeah, the two backup catchers are not. My bad. Yo, good. Okay. Pitching Nick Pavetta, Cal Quantrill, Matt Bush, Indigo Diaz. What? Matt Brash. Matt Brash. He's a Mariner. Come on now, bro. You said Matt Bush. (laughs) Oh, Brash. (laughs) You got me thinking about Monty Python still, apparently. (laughs) Okay. Indigo Diaz. Felipe Almont. That's a French name if I ever heard one. Noah Scarro. I don't know what that is. Cade Smith, Curtis Taylor, Mitch Bratt, Rob Z, and Trevor Brigden. Uh, those players are all uh, in Major League Baseball systems in the teams. These following pitchers are not currently engaged with Major League Baseball. Andrew Albers, Adam Lewin. Evan, whoa. Good luck. R U T C K Y J. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Evan. Evan's going to be there in the bullpen for Team Canada. Uh, John Axford, R J Frer is going to be there. This is going to devolve very quickly. Scott <laughs> Matheson is also going to be there. Thank you to R J Frer. For cutting out the 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 first two names, I'm sure they were just as difficult. And just going with RJ <laughs> is a triumph. So thank you. Sounds like a quarterback name, to be honest with you. I don't anyway. know what it is. Okay. All right, Team Mexico. Team Mexico uh, is going to have a pretty good team. They've got Alejandro Kirk and Austin Barnes as their catchers. First base, Rowdy Telez. So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the World Baseball Classic. Joy Menenzies. And then infielders, uh, non-specified infielders, we've got Isaac Paredes, Alan Trejo, Jonathan, or maybe that's Jonathan, Jonathan Aranda, Luis Urias, Ramon Urias. And then outfielders, we got uh, Luis Gonzalez, Randy Rosarina, 
Jaron Duran, Alec Thomas, Alex Verdugo, and Jose Cardona. Jose Cardona is the only one of that lot who is not on a big league roster. And then we also have pitchers, Julio Urias, Taiwan Walker, Jose Urquidy, Patrick Sandoval, Luis Sessa, Giovanni Gallegos, Javier Assad, Adrian Martinez, Erubiel Armenta, Alan Rangel, Jojo Romero, Jake Sanchez, Jesus Cruz, Roel Ramirez. Those are all big leaguers or on or part of a big league uh, system. All and then the following are not. You've got Oliver Perez, Samuel Zazueta. I like that. That's fun to say. That's nice. Like, yeah. Manny Barreda, Felipe Gonzalez, Victor Castaneda, Gerardo. Reyes, Wilmer Rios, and Cesar Vargas. There's only one guy I have a question about with all this, and yeah. that's actually Randy Rosarina because I yeah. thought he was from Cuba. Yeah, I did too. So it's interesting that he's, that he's going to be with Mexico instead of Cuba. And it's got to be a family thing. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, like we said, you can go back fifty generations and still be eligible. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would have thought that Team Cuba would have actively recu- recruited him to their team instead of letting him go to Mexico. You'd think. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go to Colombia. Colombia's position players consist of Jorge Alfaro, Elias Diaz, uh, Mabris Viloria, and Gustavo Comparo. Those are all catchers. And they're all in major systems. That's four. That's a lot. Then they will be sporting an infield of Gio Urshela, Dan Frias, Evan Mendoza, Fabian Pertuz, and Jordan Diaz. Those are all big league system guys. Uh, The two infielders that are not are Adrian Sanchez and Donovan Solano. Uh, of the outfield, they are carrying only four outfielders, and one of them is not in a big league system. Harold Ramirez, Oscar Mercado, and Tito Polo are all in the big league systems, but Jesus Mariaga is not. Moving down to Colombia. For pitching. the record, just for anybody watching or listening, that is Tito Polo with one L. That was not being a gringo. That is one L. It's not Pollo. It is Polo. Thanks, dude. Yeah. For the record, I, I just wanted to I could have done let that. everybody yeah. know that you're the man. Yeah. That was not you being El Polo Loco, like people. Uh, do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me Sorry, butcher something else now. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Pitchers in the big league systems right now Jose Quintana, Quintana, there I go. Quintana, <laughs> Julio Teheran, Nabil, Chris Matt. I'm sorry. This is terrible. Uh, Reber San Martin, Taylor Guerrero, Tehran, excuse me, Tehran Guerrero, Luis de Avila, Guillermo Zuniga, Ruben Jalindo, Santiago Flores. Those are all in big league systems. And then they got a bunch of guys who aren't. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's how we need to do this from now on. Just yeah, let's do it that way. It's going to take a long time. Great Britain, this one's fascinating to me. Harry Ford with the Mariners is going to be there catcher, as a catcher. Yeah. But they've also got Jamie Ritchie. Those two are big leaguers. Um, the other big leaguers that Great Britain has is Trace Thompson, Chavez Young, and Matt uh, Koperniak. And Lucius Fox at shortstop. Oh, yeah, Lucius Fox as well. Pitching uh, pretty sparse as well. They've got Cameron Opp, Graham Spraker, 
Ian Gabout, Malik Bins, and Tanaj Thomas. Mm. Just a few guys. Great Britain. This is their first bid. This is their first time in the, in the WBC. So yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be spoilers, but they're they're representing. So that's good for them. Yeah, we're just glad they're there, honestly. And I'm sure they're it's just happy cool. to be there. Okay, that's Pool C. Pool D. Oh, man. This is okay. Get ready oh. for this. Yeah. This is the Dominican Republic's team. All right. Check it out. Um, Gary Sanchez, but not the one you're thinking of. It will be catching. It is the Gary Sanchez you're thinking of. I know. It's just that he's I'm still teasing. a free agent. I know. Teasing. <laughs> he's just not in playing big league baseball right now because it's he's Gary Sanchez. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. All right. Gary Sanchez, uh, Francisco Mejia, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Wander Franco. Gene Segura, Jeremy Pena. Oh man, Jeremy Pena. Willie Adamas, Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, Robinson Cano. Don't you know? Yeah, Tioscar Hernandez, Eloy Jimenez, Catel Marte, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, and Nelson Cruz are all position players loaded for the Dominicans team. Okay. You're the team <laughs> in the Dominican Republic. It's absolutely amazing. In addition to that, every single one of their pitchers is on a big league, is in a big league system. Okay. And get, check this out Sandy Alcantara, Christian Javier, Johnny Cueto, Ronzi Contreras, Brian Abreu, Diego Castillo, Rafael Montero, Hector Neris, Gregory Soto, Genesis Cabrera. Wow. And Yel de los Santos, Ronel Blanco, Camillo Doval. Carlos Estevez, J Harlan Garcia, Luis Garcia, Yimmy Garcia. Uh, we're going to call him Joel. <laughs> Joel or Joel Payamps and Cesar Valdez are all. It's not even fair. It's not even fair. For anybody else, like it's a good thing that, that, the, that Puerto Rico is in Pool D or yeah. it, it would not even. That is a cheat code. That That's a fantasy baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and Venezuela is there too. So, aren't they? Aren't Venezuela in the same league? I don't think it's the same level as as the Dominican. Like Puerto Rico, let, let's go through Puerto Rico. Like it's pretty close because like, they got Christian yeah. Vasquez, Martin Maldonado, MJ Melendez, Jose Miranda, Javi Baez, Francisco Lindor, Enrique or Kike Hernandez, V. Mael Machine, Emmanuel Rivera, Edwin Diaz. Whoa. Not the one with the Mets in this case. Right, 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 right. He will be there. Neftali Soto, Eddie Rosario, Henry Ramos, and Nelson, Nelson Velasquez. Every one of those guys is a big leaguer. Yeah. And then going over to the pitching side, Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman, Jose De, Lo De Leon, Luis Quinones, uh, Jonathan Bermudez, Edwin Diaz. There you go. There Sugar he is. Diaz. Alexis Diaz, Jorge Lopez, Emilio Pagan, Hovani Moran, uh, Yaxel Rios, Alex Claudio, Derek Rodriguez, Dominic Hamel, Dwayne Underwood Jr., Fernandez Cruz, Nicholas Padilla. Those are all big leaguers. Like Puerto Rico is like a good team, right? Because they got a yeah. bunch of big leaguers, but it's not like I don't feel like it's a fantasy team like Dominican is. No, okay. I got to say something about this. Javi Baez is the only second baseman on the the designated second baseman for this team. Okay. There He's are, 
one, two, three, four, five other position players. But because Francisco Lindor is there, Javi Baez is on the second. He's listed as their second baseman. What I think is going to be really interesting is to see if this does something to reignite Javi Baez. Because last time we was a World Baseball Classic, dude was electric. Literally a highlight reel from start to finish. So yeah. if I hope that that's what this does to Javi Baez, is this reignites something in him and we get old school Javi Baez and he becomes old school Javi Baez again because that's the Javi Baez I need. I think that's a Javi Baez we all need. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe he plays second base in March and they're like, the Tigers are like, oh, this might be what we need. Yeah. Could be amazing. Okay. I'm going to move on to Venezuela. Okay. Salvador, Salvi Perez, catcher. Omar Navarez, catcher. Robinson Chirinos, catcher. Uh, the rest of the position players are Luis Arias, Jose Altuve, Glaber Torres, Andres Jimenez, Eugenio Suarez, Eduardo Escobar, Luis Rengifo, Miguel Rojas, Ronald Acuna Jr., who no longer loafs, and Anthony <laughs> Santander, David Peralta, and Miggy Cabrera as the designated hitter. I do have to correct you on one of those. Hey, you, hey, Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, their pitchers. I'm just going to go through the big leaguers because it's all but two. Luis Garcia, Pablo Lopez, Jesus Luzardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, Herman Marquez, Martin Perez, Ranger Suarez, Jose Alvarado, Bruce Dar Graderol, Jose Quijada, Silvino Bracho, Carlos Hernandez, Darwinson Hernandez. That is a real name. Uh, Eliezer Hernandez. Andres Machado, uh, Jose Ruiz, Max Castillo, Angel Zerpa, Andres, man, Brisino. I'm going to say Brisino. N. Manuel. Yeah, N. Yeah, Manuel right. de Jesus. Thanks. Jonathan Diaz. Thanks so much. Norwith Gudino. Gudino, maybe. Those are all big leaguers or on big league systems. Yeah. Venezuela does have a pretty good team. They're not, yeah. I, don't think, I don't feel like they're as deep. That catching core is pretty deep, though. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm not worried you know. about. I'm not worried about anything. Some of their pitching is going to be interesting. But Martin Perez is there. Ranger Suarez is there. Um, Luis Garcia. Whoa, Luis Garcia. Holy crap! Yeah, I know he's a problem. anyway. He's a he's a problem. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they'll they'll have really good pitching. Um, Israel, kind of an interesting roster. Uh, they have. Yeah. Quite a few big leaguers, more than what you might think, but their uh, requirements are a little bit different. Um, Garrett Stubbs, Matt Mervis uh, is an infielder. Garrett Stubbs, sorry, is a catcher with the Phillies. Um, and other infielders, you've got Spencer Horwitz, Noah Mendlinger, uh, Zach Galoff. Probably and then Galoff. your outfielder, surprise, Jock Peterson. Ah, oh, Jock Peterson. I'm glad that he's getting into the World Baseball Classic. Good for him. Totally. That's how I feel. Yeah. With the pearls. And then then pitchers. I hope he has pearls. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Took me a second to register because he said at the same time I did it in here. Sorry. That's good, though. I like it. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Genuinely happy for him. (laughs) Dean Kramer, Richard Blair, Adam Kolarik, Jake Fishman, Robert Stock, Jake Kalish, Andrew Gross, Evan Kravitz, 
uh, Jacob Steinmetz, Jake Bird, Josh Wolf, and Zachary Weiss are your big leaguers on the Israel pitching staff. Okay, I'm going to move on to Nicaragua, and let's just talk about big leaguers. Of all the position players, Steve Layton Only guy. is an infielder. He's your guy who's in a big league system. The rest of the position players for Nicaragua are not. There are also three pitchers who are in big league systems who are going to be representing um, Nicaragua. That is Jonathan Loizaga, um, Erasmo Ramirez, and Rodney Theophil. I said that. That's it. Yeah, kind of a second thought. Early, definitely a second or third tier team. You don't think of yeah. necessarily as Nicaragua as like a pipeline country, like Venezuela or obviously the Dominican Republic. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll show up and do something. It'll be interesting to watch. You want to jump so, over to Pool A? And I am on Pool A. I'm ready to yeah. go with the Netherlands. Are you yes. ready for this, Brig? Because so the Netherlands is a sneaky baseball country. I'll tell you that right now. However, they do only have. Out? <laughs> That might be part of it, but I mean, the the Netherlands actually has a base of a professional baseball league, so there's that. Totally, they do. So, and that's kind of what I mean. But no, most of these guys are pretty sharp. Curacao, though. There's five big leaguers. You got Chadwick Tromp, Jonathan Scope, Xander Bogarts, Josh Palacios, and Richie Palacios. Surprise! Xander Bogarts uh, playing with the Netherlands. Surprise. Yeah, right. <laughs> and no pitchers, no big league pitchers on that staff. Moving on to Cuba. This is so interesting to me. Yes. So Cuba is boasting three of their position players, and that's it, who are in big league systems. Yon Moncada, Andy Ibenez, and Luis Robert. That's it. Two White Sox and a Detroit Tiger. Um, is that Ibanez? Andy Ibanez? Oh, Ibanez. Thanks. Did I say it didn't have the, it or doesn't, something? Yeah, crazy? it doesn't have the N yet, so I could see that. But I, I think Ibanez? Ibanez? What did I say? I don't know. I uh, know it's not. A, he's not a guitar. I'll tell you that. So he's not a. It's not. <laughs> that says you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he plays third base like a guitar. I don't know. That's a weird analogy. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's supposed to mean that something should, to me. Put that on a T-shirt. He plays third base like a guitar. <laughs> I like that. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pitchers pitching for Cuba that are big league system guys. Uh, Ronald Bolanos Coto. Wow, why do they all have so many names? Ronis Elias Lelibre, the Spanish and thing, Miguel right? Romero. What did you say? I said it's a Spanish thing. The three names. Well, apparently it's a Cuban thing because none of them have done it until now. Well, I think I think this. it's more I think it's more common with guys who have not necessarily left Cuba. That makes because because I know it's common in Mexico. In Spain and then like other Latin countries, though it's the yeah, same some thing. Of these guys have like the mom's names. last name and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know it has something to do with like your dad's last name, your mom's last name. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Italy, another sneaky baseball country. Did I say stinky or sneaky? You said stinky, but we knew what you meant. <laughs> it's the congestion coming through late at night. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a sneaky baseball country. I don't know. Maybe they stink. I don't know. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so position players on big league rosters. Vito Frischia, um, Dominic Moral, Moraglio, and Brett Sullivan. They're carrying four catchers. Yeah. It really is. That's strange to me. 
but maybe one of those guys is a, is a utility player. They're then, probably Tito Francona's teams. Yeah, there you go. They're watching Tito. They're like, we need another catcher always. Just always. <laughs> just in case. You never know. His name's Vinny, Francona. He knows what he's doing. Vinny Pascantino. <laughs> uh, and then Miles Mastrobuani. David Fletcher. Nicky Lopez. Ben Deluzio. Dominic Fletcher. And Sal Frelick. I would expect a guy named Sal to be on Italy's team. It's a good one. <laughs> and your only pitchers. Oh, Matt Festa. You're going to get some of this, Brig. You're going to get this oh, yeah. from Matt Festa <laughs> when he pitches. <laughs> what he does. Does he really? Uh, yeah, when he closes out a game, it's, it's this. Mm, yeah, uh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And Andre Palanti. Those are the only two big league pitchers. Yeah, and for those of you listening, he, he did say it correctly. It's not Payante, okay? It's two L's. It's Palante. I played enough Assassin's Creed that I, I know a little bit of Spanish. I know a little bit of Italy, Brig. Or Italy, I know a little bit of Italy. <laughs> he I knows a little bit this. of Italy. He can speak I do know a little Italy. bit. I know to. a little bit of Italy. I know a little bit of Italian. Get the cannoli. Leave the gun. <laughs> playing, take the cannoli. Playing enough video games, you'll pick up on these things, Brig. <laughs> All right. Panama. Yvonne Herrera is a catcher. Uh, in the Cardinal system, he'll be the only catcher on the club. They're carrying or on the team, they're carrying four catchers, but he's the only one in a big league system. Christian Betancourt. They say Betancourt, don't they? they? Do but it should be court. It should be. It Betancourt. should be Betancourt in my mind. I don't know why. I know. Jose Caballero, two L's, Good, nailed it. Good job, um, Jonathan Aruaz. Or Arouse, or however you say that. LJ Jones with the win on the abbreviated name. Okay, that's it for big league system guys in the position for players for Panama. Pitchers, we've got Jaime Barria, Umberto Mejia, Paulo Espino, Justin Lawrence, Alberto Baldonado, Carlos Luna, Enrique Burgos, James Gonzalez, Javi Guerrera, and Wilfredo. Peria. I do think it's funny among all those names you have a Justin Lawrence. Yep. That's <laughs> fabulous. One of the Lawrence brothers pitching for Panama. So good. Okay, real quick, Chinese Taipei has zero big leaguers playing for their on their roster. Um, and I honestly don't know enough about Chinese baseball to tell you anybody to watch out for. Same. <clears throat> I wouldn't say that this is this is the team in this pool. Uh, to look out for. Instead, we're going to head down to Pool D, and we're going to look B. at. Oh yeah, you're right. It's getting late, Brig, and I don't even it's know how late. late it is for you. But Pool B, <laughs> we got Japan. Yeah, big leaguers on this team. Obviously, Godzilla himself, Shohei Otani. Right. Say as the DH. Yes, but he's also listed as a pitcher. Yeah. Um, so we got Shohei Otani, Seiya Suzuki, Lars Nootbar, and Matsuzaka Yoshida, who has just been added to the Red Sox this year. So those are your big leaguers on the Japanese roster. Then, in addition to Shohei Otani as a pitcher, you've got Yu Darvish, who just signed a six-year deal. Sneaking some current events in there for you. Unbelievable deal for him. Big time. After we thought he had fallen off the face of the earth when he left. Um, so anyway... South Korea. The little KBO action here. You yeah. got Tommy Edmond, Hassan Kim, super duh. Uh they have three shortstops. 
which is notable and baffling. And only one second baseman. Somebody's going to move over. I They've got one first base, one second base, one third base, and three shortstops and two catchers. Maybe they know so, something we don't. So something interesting <laughs> is that G, G-Man was going to play for – G-Man Choi was going to play for South Korea, but he got pulled. I can't remember if it was the Pirates or if he decided to pull out on that. I'm not sure. but I don't know. I feel like it was the Pirates. I think it was. Um, why don't you – so there's none of the pitchers for Korean – Korean's baseball, Korea's baseball team uh, are in the big league systems. I'm gonna look up G Man Choi when you're at it. Okay, and we're in the same situation with because um, next we have we have Australia, no big leaguers, no big league pitchers. Czech Republic, no big leaguers anywhere on that roster. Nobody we know anything about on, for those guys. Um, China, no big leaguers at all. So Japan is going to take Pool B. Oh yeah, big time. So. Um, like I'm 99.9% certain it's going to be Japan and Korea and South Korea coming out of uh, out of Pool B, and maybe maybe I'll put some money on that. I don't know. We'll see. You should. Uh, for those of you wanting to know, G-Man Choi was pulled by the Pirates due to a medical objection. Fascinating. And he is not happy. Oh, really? Is that what they said? No. He is quoted as being deeply hurt by the team's decision to submit a medical objection that keeps him off Korea's roster for the WBC. The restriction for Choi came after he underwent surgery on his right elbow to remove, quote, loose bodies that affected his on-field abilities last season. Hmm. So he says he was healthy enough to take batting practice recently. I'm extremely disappointed and deeply hurt because I was building up nicely for the national team training camp in the middle of this month in the first round of the WBC. He says, regardless of sports, I think every athlete dreams of wearing the national team flag on their chest and representing their country. And I think he's right. Yeah. That's what you've heard from everybody who's wanted to play no matter what team to this point. Yeah. I'm I'm sad for him. Yeah. That's a bummer. Big time. Well, for those of you who don't remember, the World Baseball Classic starts on Tuesday, March 7th. We're a little under a month away. It's getting here. It's going to be yeah. on top of us before we know it because spring training is going to start soon. Games will start. And like I said, next thing we know, we're we're doing the World Baseball Classic. It goes for two weeks. It will be over. The championship game will be in Miami Tuesday, March 21st. Uh, if you're down there, I suggest you go. By the by. Oh, I agree. Uh, also, before we close it out, let me just issue a, a very stern sort of um statement here i will be taking my child out of school for <laughs> opening day okay all you in the comment section got all huffy telling me that the core memories were more important than whatever common core math or whatever was going to provide i happen to agree with you okay i didn't make that clear enough let me make it clear now <laughs> i think that was uh editing that made that happen break so I will not do you dirty this week it's all <laughs> with good, my bro. editing on shorts. But I'm go watch that on TikTok now. if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because anyway. I got not lit up on TikTok, but boy, there were some people there that were like, "What?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, there no, were no. some people who were very upset with you. Yes, it's indeed. really funny, Absolutely. man. <laughs> so go follow us on TikTok at Baseball yeah. Together. You can find us there, all kinds of fun shorts and stuff. Um, but Baseball Family, don't forget that you can support the show by heading over to schnookseedery.com. Use code BTPOD to get 10% off. Support yourself, support your mouth, and support the show 
all while you're doing it because they are really the best seeds ever. We love them so much. But baseball family, don't forget, also, you can support us on Patreon. That is probably the easiest and the best way to support because we have uh, we have four tiers of support, one, five, ten, fifteen dollars. Uh, but everybody, everybody gets the bullpen cut, which there was some pretty good stuff between segments I felt like today that you oh, would yeah. probably enjoy. So there's so that. Too. But baseball family, thanks again for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.